Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you from Ottawa. The Oilers play the Senators and the Canadians back-to-back matinees Saturday and Sunday. 10.30 puck drops both days. This is Oilers Now. <coughs> Excuse me. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. In this hour and 39 seconds time, longtime Ottawa Senators color analyst Gord Wilson and Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, bigger than life, the man himself, George LaRocque. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino open 365, 24-7. They've got the Super Bowl watch party taking place on Sunday. River Cree Resort and Casino, excitement, bet on it. Keep texting us on the Ashley Five Floors text line as well. Get the new floors you've always wanted on the Ashley Five Floors text line. 780-496-0063, Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. All right, he is our Oilers Now headliner today. For Wilhawk Beef Jerky, it's the best you've ever tasted with three locations in the Edmonton area. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show Ottawa Senators color analyst Gord Wilson. Gord, how are you? Well, all the better now because we're in Edmonton when in March. I have turned into a huge beef jerky guy. I have not tried the Wilhawk beef jerky, but I will be seeking it out uh, when we're in Edmonton. What's that? Is going to make sure we have a little package for uh, you and Dean Brown when you guys roll in it because he's listening to the show as we speak. Never mind, Dean. I'll take this. Thank you very much. Okay. Hey, uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun here. Uh, Connor McDavid uh, wrapped up uh, an availability. I believe this is Claire Hanna asking the question. Is is, is Claire uh, the Ottawa-based TSN Bureau reporter here? She is. Yes, indeed. She's a bundle of energy and just a ton of fun. Yes. All right. Uh, This was the exchange earlier today. The thing Gene asked about was um, the fact that you're playing in Ontario. How many friends and family do you have from Ontario that will be coming out for this part of this road trip? Uh, zero. <laughs> so, uh, you know, maybe maybe early on in my career they were uh, they were making a trip, but Ottawa's a little far for uh, for them. So, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I, you know what probably wasn't played afterwards? Well, you can't do it on radio anyway. But the visual, and I wasn't part of that scrum, but the visual would have been fantastic. Claire has just, as I said, uh, a wonderful energy about her, and she's so quick with follow-up questions. That's not the first time that something like that has happened, and she's oh, been man, very, very quick to respond. Yeah, that's, that's like You tell Connor was almost embarrassed. To his, <laughs> because Connor's been much more engaged here over the course of the last you know last year it was just cam and me gord that mostly traveled jack and louie got stuck often broadcasting with gene those nhl hockey and rogers broadcasts uh emanated from toronto or edmonton for the games that were in the right. states and 
Connor um, always makes sure that he's, you know, very giving with his time when we're on the road. And I, I just, I heard that today and I'm like, I've been there. That's happened to me before where I've asked a question and you're thinking, and then it's not the, you know, not the answer. Because he talked about, hey, it's great to play in these two Canadian markets, you know, Ottawa, sure. Montreal and, and all yeah. that. So that's, that's, that's the beauty of it. And uh, you have a, a long history in the media industry. Uh because uh, you're married to uh, somebody that a lot of uh, fans uh, used to watch back in the day, in the early days of the score as well, right? Uh, with Patricia Bull, yes, absolutely. And uh, uh, she, she, she has as much energy as Claire does and, and a lot quicker response time than I do if I got answered the question uh, zero <laughs> the way Connor did. But, yeah, and, you know, you can tell the good players really do have a hesitation sometimes to be as honest as they can be. But when it's comical, uh, that's the case. And Connor was certainly... Um, I think he had a little fun. Yeah, he had a little fun with it. Now, what I remember about Patricia was during that 07 playoff run for the Senators, the guys would always be interviewed on their bikes after the. Jason Spezza was always on. What was the deal with that, Gord? I didn't. Flushing the lactic acid out of their. I know what they were on the bike for, but the interviews always took place on the bike. Yep. I have no idea why, but. that was always the case. And was it Brendan Shanahan who actually, I think, did a mock interview when he was with the Red Wings, maybe, tail end of his career, when yeah. he was asked to do an interview post-game, and he said, well, hang on here, and he pretended he was on a stationary bike while he answered the questions. Um, yeah, it was just something that um, the, the team, it made the players well, it made them sound really exhausted, but at the same time, I guess they were able to get it done. I don't know. I never. I was. I had post game responsibilities myself, and they didn't involve going into the gym and interviewing players on a stationary bike. So I was fortunate enough to kind of avoid that huff and puff. And anybody, anybody listening to the show right now, Gord knows that I have not been on a bike in at least the last thirty five years. So <laughs> there you have it. All right. Uh, Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get this back of the rails here. Uh, the Ottawa Senators, tell us about, now they've been off for a week, but tell us about the season that has uh, uh, been so far for the Sens. Well, it's been up and down, uh, and again, another tough November. Last year, they won one game in November and essentially took themselves out of everything. This year, they they won a few more games in November, but again, you know, four, nine, and one is not going to cut it if you want to be a consistent contender and in a playoff spot come the turn of the the year, which was January 1st, or the the, the team had a goal this year of playing meaningful games uh, down the stretch. And certainly before the, the the March 3rd trade deadline. So with that in mind, Bob, there are, what, eight points out of a playoff spot right now. I would say there are some meaningful games ahead uh, through the month of February, and they have to make them meaningful if they want to continue with the current team that they have. Otherwise, general manager, uh, by March the 3rd, if they're completely out of it, uh, he'll be looking to... Um, acquire parts uh, for the hockey club uh, for the future. And I don't think anybody that's currently on the team wants that to happen because I think they all bought in in the offseason and were pretty excited uh, in the offseason with the acquisition of Claude Giroux and Alex DeBrinkett and Cam Talbot, um, three players who they really did feel were going to be necessary parts to 
have them play meaningful games at this time of the year. Uh, one thing about the Sens, and you uh, basically uh, tipped me off in this, so I looked it up. Uh, look, they got a great power play. They're, they're second in the lead to the Oilers on the power play. But they yep. have really struggled uh, with even strength goals. They're 31st in the league in five-on-five goals with 80. You, added, yeah. you mentioned the fact that they added, you know, to break it in Giroux. They've got Stutzel and Kachuk. Has there just been no scoring beyond those players? No. Well, yes. <laughs> yes and no. It's a good point that you bring up. The, I mean, the power play has been their bread and butter, and it's won them a lot of games. The five-on-five play has just been baffling. And I think if you look at some underlying analytic numbers, and the coach DJ Smith has brought this up a few times recently because five-on-five play and its mediocrity or lack of production has certainly come up in discussion. But the coach has pointed out that analytics will show that I think the team going into the break was 15th in expected goals for um, at five on five and yet they wallow at 31st and maybe at the time that he brought it up they might have been dead last in 32nd spot with five on five production so the expected goals are uh, being translated into actual goals and that's an analytics part of the game that some people believe in some people don't certainly when you see the scoring chances and the opportunities that the senators have had at five on five and not scored uh the numbers do bear out so it'll be interesting because i think over the last four games bob and the four game winning streak that this team is on they have scored more five on five goals than power play goals which is a huge plus and it's helped them win some games so there might be signs of improvement and i think you're you've been around long enough as as long as i have to realize that there is a factor that's not analytical, but it's it, it, it's 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 proven just by eyesight, and that's puck luck. And yeah. this team has not had a whole lot of puck luck around the net, five on five, uh, hit posts, missed nets. Their shooting percentage is down. Um, and I think, um, I, I, well, as the coach said, hopefully that sort of evens out in the final thirty games of the season. Well, it's funny because Drysaddle is on a bit of a. A dip right now and he is a player that traditionally has outperformed the expected goals with his ability to right. finish and that yep. is not happening over the last little while for him and that's uh, now he had a tough game last night where he's you know passing backwards dropping yeah. pa- behind and he's a guy that can execute that play speaking of which uh, a, a German star in Leon Dreisaitl uh, Tim Stutzla played for Mannheim third pick in the 21 draft for the record I, I still think that Byfield at some point will intersect in six or seven years when, when he grows into that mammoth six foot four frame um but uh you know you, you look at the sends gourd and they've got on the back end shabbat who plays almost 26 minutes a game he signed to an eight-year deal kachuk is signed to a seven-year deal stutzel is signed to an eight-year deal i know that not everybody thinks pierre dorian uh, is the greatest gm i think he's a pretty good talent evaluator but the bottom line is the sends do have their three best players signed long term that's got to bode well for the organization doesn't it 
Yeah, absolutely it does. They've got some key players locked up. Josh Norris is another who's locked up long-term, and he finished with 35 goals last year. He's hurt and not uh, going to play the rest of this season, but they're certainly banking on him being a potential 35-50 to goal scorer, and he certainly has that potential based on, I think, the 65 games that he played last year and the fact that he scored 35. He's a power play specialist, and... um, uh, and year after year, he has shown that he just improves. He improved uh, in his first year as a uh, as an American Hockey League pro. He uh, improved as a second-year pro. Third year, he comes to Ottawa and gets wonderful production. Fourth year, wonderful production. So there's no question that um, the key players are long-term and um and established. I think I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, only with the Tim Stutzla comment and the the Byfield comment. Oh, 100 uh, percent. Yeah, and, absolutely. And only be, only because Bobby, I, I've I've seen all 178 games from Tim Stutzla, and he just turned 21. Uh, this young man is going to be a stud and a superstar in this league probably before he turns 24. Um, He's just on pace for another wonderful point-a-game year average, and it's only going to get better with this young man. He's extremely dedicated to his craft. Interestingly enough, um, he vacationed, uh, or where he vacationed in this past uh, winter break, uh, Leon Dreisaitl happened to be there as well, and he said he had a lot of discussion with Leon about the game and how much Leon has helped him. So, and we, I think we'll all agree that Leon's a pretty important superstar in the National Hockey League. Tim is, is I, I think, on that same path. A little bit different player, obviously, but uh, certainly on that same path. He's, he's a marvelous, marvelous talent that we're going to have fun watching uh, for years and years. Well, right now it's not close. Stutzla is a mile ahead of Byfield, and uh, we'll see where Byfield can get to because I, I think the plan for L.A. is he plays with Kopitar, and then by the time Kopitar is done, he slides yeah. in that position. And that'll so is he a player that's going to be you know way better at twenty six, twenty seven than he is at a younger age? We saw which Stutzla, doesn't make you a bad person, right? No, yeah. we saw Stutzla in the World Juniors, and Germany was a highly entertaining. Um, when I say we, about eight of us, because that's all it was allowed the building during the uh, pandemic but yeah. uh, he was spectacular in that event as you know all right um i gotta ask you about the brinket uh what is he what's he's got to be qualified at a certain amount here he's a restricted free agent he's got one year to free agency he's got two 40 goal seasons is this a guy you can see the senators getting locked down long term well, they certainly could afford them. I don't think there's any question about that. They have the cap room. And I say afford because they have the cap room to get him under contract long term. Obviously, it's a two-way street. Uh, they hold his rights. He becomes a restricted free agent at the end of this year, and they'd have to qualify him. And I believe the qualifying offer starts at nine, so which is what he makes right now. So this $9 million salary that um, he's getting um, is certainly... Um, as far as production is concerned, the two aren't equal. In other words, he's getting overpaid for the production that he's producing, that he's that he's offering, and that I think is part of the equation or part of the questioning that the senators will have going forward. Is well, if we can get this guy under long term, and we can get him for perhaps a tiny bit of a discount, and maybe it's and now we're looking at. Um, 
you know, some of the contracts that are being handed out, and Bo Horvat's the, the most recent example of 8.5 or 8 or whatever it is, um, you would think that Alex Dabrinkit, a two-time 40-goal scorer, is possibly going to get the same. I know wingers don't often make the same amount that centermen do, but it looks as though Alex Dabrinkit probably will. With that in mind, um, if the Senators have the possibility or if he entertains the thought of signing long-term with the team, my guess is that the AAV might be a little bit lower than the actual salary that he's making this year. So I'm going to think that they're going to entertain the thought. They paid a price for him, obviously, a seventh overall pick and getting him from Chicago. And uh, I would think that they'd like to get um, more than one year's worth of money's worth um, on Alex Dabrinkat. We're joined by longtime Ottawa Senators radio analyst and soon to be Wilhawk Beef Jerky fan, Gord Wilson, Bob Stoffer, with you in Oilers now. Uh, you talked about long term and uh, getting things done. And there's a big question mark here in Ottawa. What are you hearing on the ownership uh, situation involving the Senators and how realistic uh, is Michael Andelauer, the current owner of the Hamilton Bulldogs and part owner of the Montreal Canadiens, to maybe becoming a full-time owner in the National Hockey League? Yeah, all signs point to him being the front runner. And as Gary Bettman updated during the All-Star weekend, there are probably at least 15 uh, groups that are interested, have shown and expressed an interest and a strong interest in acquiring this hockey club. Uh, with that in mind, uh, whenever the discussion comes up, and obviously here in Ottawa, it comes up an awful lot, but whenever it does come up, and Lauer's name has surfaced as a front runner, and so you can't dispel uh, the, the the rumors and the due diligence that those who are following this story a lot closer than I am uh, are, are putting out there. So, with that in mind. Um, they're still old ways away, Bob. I think that's safe to say. I think, you know, if this team is, if the deal is finalized by the end of the season, or if not, maybe early summer months, then that would be a good thing. I think that it's not going to go much further than that. But again, that's just speculation on my part based on what I hear on a daily or weekly basis. Um, they're getting close. Uh, but again, lots of due diligence still has to be done from all parties involved. Gord, great stuff. We'll see you tomorrow. Look forward to it, Bob. Always a pleasure, sir. Thanks for having me on. And uh, we look forward to the uh, Wilhawk beef jerky uh, in another month or so. There, there is a broadcasting pro right there. Taps right into the advertiser coming in and out. That's awesome. Nicely done. It's 123 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. We will tell you that guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Japanese Village for 50 years. Edmonton's destination for a celebration for the census reserved today at jvedmonton.ca. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you. One in Sherwood Park, uh, one on the south side, one in West Edmonton Mall, and uh, one in downtown. Still to come, James H. Brown Injury Report, and we'll get to a couple of your texts. You're listening to Oilers now. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, we're heading back to sunny California in April with New West Travel. You fly to L.A., watch the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. This New West Travel hockey package includes airfare, four nights at the Marriott L.A. Live, lower bowl game tickets for both games, a welcome reception with yours truly and special guests. For the California Hockey Tour, reach out to newwesttravel.com as we head into the Oilers Now Injury Report, brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Well... Uh, because nothing happened today involving potentially putting players on waivers, I think it's safe to say that Connor Yamamoto, who's been on LTIR, uh, in theory could come off Sunday against Montreal. Um, I think that we might be seeing him Wednesday, Wednesday against the Detroit Red Wings. The Oilers have back-to-back matinees, and then you'll see some player movement on that front. Yamamoto's been dealing with an upper body issue. Uh, He's been at practice skating and closing in on a potential return. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brentridge Ford and Wetaskiwin, well-known for their top-shelf service department. They don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. You can reach out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the team at Brentridge Ford. And let them make you a repeat customer. 780-352-6048. Your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin is Brentridge Ford. Off to a global news weather traffic update. And when we come back, George LaRock, the name, the man, the myth, wasn't a myth. He is a legend, and he's uh, in Montreal. We'll talk a bit about a couple of guys that might get moved out of uh, the Canadians organization, including one that George says the Oilers should not trade for. This after a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell.